Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, John Maloney, and in this episode, I brought on regular Eric Taylor. And as for our guest, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. He is a full-time author of crime thrillers, horror, and all the other kinds of stuff. He's also a podcaster, a writer on Twitch, and a lover of coffee, bourbon, and M&Ms. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Armand Rosamilia. How's it going, guys? How's it going? It's going great. great. It's great. So, how's life? Life is good. Life is, uh, it's 80 degrees and sunny out uh, here. We've, we've, I guess we've gotten through the two weeks of winter here in Florida, and it's, uh, it's back to uh, running the air conditioning. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been working on recently? I work on a lot of different things at once. Uh, my latest is uh, called the First Coast uh, Thriller Series, set in uh, Jacksonville Beach, nearby here. And the uh, second book just came out. The third book will come out um, March 15th. And then I'll have three more books. The final three books in the series will come out uh, by the end of this year. So I'm doing a rapid release, um, one a month for the first three, and then every three months for the uh, for the next three. So that's that's kind of been uh, what I've been playing around with. But I also write a bunch of other stuff. So I have a bunch of horror um, novellas that are coming out from Severed Press this year again and um just always writing always uh, always working on you know a dozen different uh, projects at once okay so cool. okay so how about you tell us what inspired you to become an author dean Koontz, uh 12 years old reading phantoms and a lot of his a lot of his first um books a lot of them which at the time in the 70s and into the 80s were uh, released under pen names and uh, when he when he got big, he re-released all those under Dean Koontz, and a lot of them I, I had read before. And at 12 years old, I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to be a writer. This is what I wanted to do for my life. And it took me until into um, my 40s, my early 40s, to finally get to the place where I can. I was writing enough, and I was doing enough that I could make a career out of this and actually make uh, make money doing this, and not have to work a, an awful retail management job for the 20 something years i was doing that oh yeah that sounds terrible i wouldn't want to work there work on a retail job for 20 something years either yeah it, it gave me a lot of good characters though to kill so a lot of customers and uh, people i work with i got to uh, kill them uh in the books not in real life <laughs> uh so uh what was so bad about the customers that you well killed in the books and not in real life. They're just, I mean, you know, retail would be great without the customers. Like, I would love to, I would love to have made a, a, a salary, but, uh, but like, throwing stock all day. You know, I would even, I would have even enjoyed the paperwork of it. It's just awful people. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, you know, where do you get your ideas from? That, you know, you always get that. And I always joke and I always say, go to Walmart for, like, 20 minutes and wander around. And there, there's so many crazy weird people i mean half of the horror movies are probably written about people that are wandering around walmart in their slippers and their pajamas so uh, yeah just <laughs> people are people are crazy people are weird and people retail just they 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 act like they own you sometimes because you're behind the counter and they're screaming and yelling and 
I was not a manager that uh, had a lot of fun doing it, but I, I really did enjoy throwing people out or calling the, the cops on people. That, that was uh, that was like a highlight of my days. Just throwing them out and calling the cops. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm not going to lie. If I was in a Walmart, I'd probably be in my pajamas and slippers too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah. Isn't, isn't that the joke, though? I mean, you go there like, oh, uh, there was a meme that said, oh, great, now i got to go home and get dressed because I, I, they didn't have it at Walmart. i got to go to Target. Like that's, mm. it's, that, uh, it's that attitude of customers. I worked in a, uh, I won't say where I worked, but I worked in a, um, I worked in a chain of stores that had the word dollar in it. <laughs> I won't tell you which one, but it was that, it was like that Walmart, Walmart plus customer that would come in in their pajamas and stuff and argue with you over, uh, you know, items that, well, I saw this at the other place for this, but well, then go there, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know why people would do that. But... Yet they do. <laughs> what is the best pair of shoes you've ever owned? I am an old man, and I, I have the same um, Nike Air Monarchs in all black. I've worn this same style for like i don't know like 15 years 20 years i used to sell shoes um when i first started i i managed shoe stores and stuff and i tried everything and i have a very wide i have 11 and a half 4e width foot which is an awful size to have because not everything comes in 11 and a half and not everything comes in 4e and uh they were actually wide enough so even though they're old, they, everybody always says my old man shoes. Um, I probably have about five pair at any given point in my life, and I'll swap two or three of them out. But that's those are the most comfortable shoes, and my feet are so bad I can't wear boat shoes. Um, I would rather die than wear Crocs, and so and I'm not going to wear like sandals. A lot of dudes wear sandals with uh, socks on that I think that looks ridiculous so again I'm I'm, I'm 50 <laughs> I'm 52 I'm an old man I don't uh, fashion I mean, yeah, is not I mean, my I, thing yeah I don't blame you for not wearing crocs crocs are ugly yeah but I, I don't wear them either yeah they, good. Just, I mean to me they're ugly if, if anyone else likes them like then I won't I won't really judge you I'll just I'll just look at them and like I'm just like, I will I, totally I'll just judge you I'm I will totally totally judge you yeah, I'll be, yeah, because I know a lot of people who wear Crocs, so I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to judge them. I'm just going to let them wear their Crocs. What, is, what was the nicest place you've been to? The nicest place I've been to? I've been to, I've been to some, uh, I've been to some nice places. I, I'm really a fan of, there's an area here in Florida, um, that's, uh, it, there's stilt houses, and uh, it's 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 a, it's right down A one A. It's maybe an hour hour and a half from from Jacksonville, going south, uh, heading uh, just south of St Augustine. And it's um, it's called Summerhaven. And a lot of uh, it, it, so there's stilt houses right on the beach. And like Tom Petty used to own a house there, and a lot of big uh, movie stars and celebrities own these houses. And it's just gorgeous. It's you have the ocean, and then you have the intercoastal on the other side. Is you know gorgeous views. It's right near uh, Marineland, where um, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon was filmed. 
you know, a hundred years ago. And it's just a really nice, peaceful area. And sometimes we'll, we'll just go down there and pull over and just kind of wander around on the beach there for a little bit. It's a, it's one of my, uh, my happy places. Right. And, uh, how many countries have you been to? Not a ton. Uh, obviously I'm in the U S um, when I was in my twenties in the mid nineties, I was a, uh, a manager of heavy metal bands from New Jersey. I'm originally from New Jersey. And we did a, uh, with a couple bands, we did a tour, uh, and we did, so we were in, uh, London, we were in, uh, Oslo, Norway, we were in Eindhoven, we were in, um, somewhere in Germany, I don't even remember, I think it was like eight countries in ten days or something like that, and all on a, all in a little, like, 30 guys piled into a van, uh, and all the band equipment, we, you literally slept on top of the drum risers and stuff. That was a lot of fun, but that was really not really seeing countries. That was going to a little tiny club, you know, in the middle of somewhere and trying unsuccessfully to, to uh, you know, to, to uh, hook up with the with the local uh, chicks that were in there. And um, But it was a lot of fun. Someday I want to go back. Me and my wife want to do Italy. Um would be probably the next thing that I do if we ever go out of country again, if everything calms down. Right. What do you enjoy most about your job? The fact that I don't have to uh, get dressed, the fact that I can roll out of bed in a pair of shorts and throw a t-shirt on that I might have been wearing for like the last three straight days and make a cup of coffee and and that, you know, sit, sit at my uh, desk and basically write and promote and do interviews and, and different things. I mean, this is the fun of this. Uh, you know, I, oh. I, I worked, uh, you know, I worked retail management jobs for, from in my twenties all the way into my forties. And, uh, on some of them, I had to wear a suit and tie, uh, which is awful. And the day that I, um, I got, uh, let go from a job for my last job before this, um, basically I, I wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to, uh, go to another store and they basically said okay well then we'll just we'll let you go and I said fine and I literally went home and I grabbed all the ties like 50 or 60 ties and I threw them all in the garbage and I was like I will never never do this again I will never go to a job that I have to do this and I, I got lucky because I started selling books right away I, I got um I hooked up with a one of those B movie companies who wanted me to write uh, their ver the book versions of some of their movies. So I did that. So, I mean, nothing, uh, nothing that's ever going to win an Academy award. Um, I, I don't know if, if you've ever seen the one, uh, Navy seals versus zombies. That's about as exciting as, a um, uh, as it, as it got, but I, I wrote a bunch, I wrote 14 different books for them. Um, and it, I made a really, really good money, paid off all my debts, paid off my car, Paid off everything, took care of my kids, and um, and cut, and didn't you know haven't looked back since. So that was kind of the for me that was the start, and that was in two thousand and ten. So it's been about this would be my twelfth year of being a full time author. Mm, wow, yeah, that's that's really good, you know. And I, I would say it's definitely the dream for me to like you know be able to roll out of bed and not get dressed for anything. I don't want to do that. I mean, I don't want to do that already. Like, sometimes, like, with my current job right now, sometimes I literally just 
go in my pajamas. Like, I don't, I don't change my pajama pants or anything. I just, go, I just put some shoes on and I go. But it's all right because I work outside, so they won't say anything. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I uh, believe yeah. literally once every couple of weeks. Like my wife said to me this morning on her way to work, she said, uh, "Take a shower today and put on actual shorts because you're taking me to dinner. We're going to for tacos tonight." Um, or otherwise I won't leave the house. Like I'll, I'll stay in, in the house for two and three weeks and then I start to get really bitchy and then she yells at me and she's like, you got to get out of the house. And she's right because I'll go and I'll people watch and I'll come up with more characters for like more of, of like future stories, you know? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, me, I could probably stay in the house for weeks, weeks on end. I'll, I'll still, I'd still be happy as long as I have food and entertainment. And yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much happy. Set. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy it, but I also get to that point after, say, two weeks of being in the house, and she's the only actual person I've talked to, except for people online. Then uh, I, I start to get a little bit uh, cranky, and she's like, "Put put some clothes on today. Where you're taking me to? Uh, you're taking me to dinner." And I'm like, "All right, you know, it's fine. I I, I can always go for tacos." <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is easily going back to retail, going back to retail management. To, to wake up one day and go, you know what, I, I, I'm not selling any books. Uh, I'm, I can't make a living out of this. I, I'm not doing this, and I have to go out and get a, a, a quote-unquote real job. That's the fear that literally puts my, my ass in the seat every day to finish a story and go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one is I don't want to ever go back to, uh, to that place. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to ever work at a job again that I'm not happy. You know, I used to work 80 hours a week, six days a week in retail and hated it. And now I'm working seven days a week and probably a hundred hours a week. And I love every second of it because I'm, I'm living my dream. I'm doing what I, what I've wanted to do since I was 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'd probably, I'd probably hate it too if I had to work a job that I didn't like six days out of the week. Yeah, I'd probably hate it too. It it, it really Actually, crushes you. It crushes your spirit. It, you know, I don't care what you do. Do something that you like. My dad told me that when I was we were very little, and I didn't understand it. You know, he loved his job growing up. My dad, uh, my dad was in went to Vietnam and came out of Vietnam in um, you know nineteen uh, seventies. And uh, worked for the phone company in New Jersey for 30 years and retired at 50. And he loved every every day of it. He, he loved his job. And he always said, you know, find a job, find something, a passion, find something that you like and and work it. And you don't ha you'll you'll never complain. You'll never feel like your life isn't worth it. And and I did that for so long. And um, it was that really great kick of, you know what, Inst I'm going to kind of look for another job. But I really don't. I'm like 40. I think I was like 40 years old at that point. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do retail anymore. I, I don't want to deal with this. So I'm really going to um, work this the books. I have all these stories that, that are written. I need to, you know, get really serious, spend the money and do all this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously it's working out so far. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. What is the one thing you can't live without? coffee i uh i am miserable about 45 minutes after i wake up if i don't have a cup of coffee and my wife knows if we're going on a trip she's like all right 
so lucky for us we're like in we're like really it's like south georgia even though we're in florida because we're we're like 20 minutes from the border of georgia and on exit three which is like 20 minutes from the house there's a dunkin donuts so that's our first if we're going north that's our first stop and she knows uh i roll out of bed i get dressed take a shower whatever and and we're already packed for the night before and we're in the car and the time's ticking. I got to get my cup of coffee or I am unbearable. I start getting a headache. I start acting like I'm five and I'm like throwing little tantrums and stuff. So coffee for me is pot of coffee in the morning as soon as I wake up. Uh, at least two cups of coffee in the afternoon and usually um, iced coffee or another cup of coffee at night. So I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah, that's me with food, you know. That's literally me with food. I'm unbearable without food. It's just like, bro, I act like a, I act like a five-year-old. I act unbearable. I whine. I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I literally overreact when I don't have food. <laughs> Actually, over, I, yeah, I over-exaggerate. Like, I literally start just moving like that. All that, like, I just, I just can't help it. I'm just really hungry. That's why. That's me with food. So I don't have a problem with food. Usually, I just have like a bowl of fruit and maybe chocolate yogurt, but that's about it. I'm actually not that hungry, but that's why I'm so so slim, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh no, if I'm just like regular hungry, I'm like okay, okay. But if I'm like if I haven't eaten all day, it's like yeah. My my problem is I have a filing cabinet and it's literally filled with probably about thirty bags of M and M's and uh, Kit Kats and stuff. So I'm constantly. I'm constantly eating chocolate all day and drinking coffee. So it's, it's, uh, it, which is why I'm, I am way overweight <laughs> because I don't, I'm like a dog. I just, oh, you, you're going to give me 40 tacos. I'm going to eat 40 tacos. You know, I'm going to put every, every bite down. Um, so my wife has, has learned to, to portion control all of our meals now because if she makes like two pounds of, of, of pasta i'm eating two pounds of pasta so she even tries to like take she'll she'll hide the candy in the house but then i usually find it and I'll, I'll put it in in my uh i'll put it in my office wow well i'll be i'll be honest when it comes to, when it comes to that i try to at least drink water if i'm eating something because if i'm eating something unhealthy it's like the least i can do is clean is cleanse the inside of my body with some with some water like, I'm not going to drink soda or juice or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I drink a it's lot like, of water. I drink, I, I do not like the taste of just plain water. So I always get like, uh, I, we always buy bottled water with uh, lemon. It's got to have like a splash of lemon in it for me. And I'll drink five or six of those in between cups of coffee all day. Mm. Um, but it, uh, again, I'm, I'm eating, you know, 5,000 calories worth of crap. <laughs> Along with it is the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's like if you could. I don't know. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> you know that's also probably why I don't gain that much weight. I mean, I gain a little bit of weight, but it's like. Wait till you're in your fifties. That catches <laughs> that catches up to you. When I when I was when I was your age, I ate everything in sight and I was fine. All of a sudden, I'm like forty five or something. And, and every bite, every M M&M and M is immediately. I gain like three pounds. Um, oh no! Active. I try not. To... You got to stay active. Oh yeah. 
Well, yeah, I try not to really eat. I try not to really eat everything that's in sight, or at least I'm trying not to, because it's like I, I, I don't know. It's like I feel like I feel like I feel like crap when I whenever I eat a lot of food after, and I just lay down. I just, I'm just like okay, I, I feel terrible. I'm just gonna lay down. Yeah, pretty much. If you could erase one past experience, what would it be? <laughs> so I uh, this is my third marriage. And I would love to, um, I would love to, I would love to race the first one. I was very young. I was, uh, just turned 21 and, um, we were, we were awful for each other. I mean, we were both just, uh, mean to one another and it was a dumb move. So that would probably be, if the one thing I could change, it would probably be, uh, marrying her and she would probably agree as well. The second one, at least I got kids out of it. So I got three kids out of it. So I guess I really don't want to. Erase that one. That would probably be mean for my kids not being born, but that would be the uh, that would be the one. And it is even it isn't like it was this awful knockdown drag out. We beat the crap out of each other. People went to prison or anything over. It's just we just were not compatible. We were actually only married for like eleven months, and uh, but that was one of those uh, that was one of those things. Looking back, although I've 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 killed her in like I don't know a dozen stories over the years too. So I guess. She's made me money as well, so. Okay. <laughs> What's the most disturbing fantasy or dream you had? The most dis disturbing? Uh, <laughs> you know, for, in, in actual dreams or nightmares, most of them I, was, I cannot remember. Most of that stuff is, you know, they, they say you, your dreams are you're working through stuff and all that. I, um... I don't have many of those. I don't have many dreams that I wake up and, and know. There's one dream I had years ago about a, um, a guy I was working with at the time, uh, Ray, and I dreamed that him and his wife owned a house at the edge of a cliff, and he started uh, building stairs down to the ocean. And in the, it was like a fully formed dream. He started stealing bricks, and he, he had, had this long path to the, to the stairs leading down and everything, and nobody knew what he was doing. And then one night when it, um, when it was raining, it was a really, really bad storm, these, like, Lovecraftian monsters came up the steps and attacked him and his wife in the house. And I was not in the dream at all. I was, like, just an observer just watching this. And I woke up like, holy crap, let me write this down. And I actually um, was like two hours late from work because I wrote all of that out. And it ended up becoming one of my uh, short stories that I ended up selling uh, in the future. And actually, I, I there's still a movie company that has a flyer on it to uh, perhaps do uh, a, a movie at some point. Impressive. Yeah. So have you... I think you kind of answered my question a little bit. Well, I was going to say, have you ever, like, wrote a book based on a dream? Yeah, you kind of answered that question, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember there was this one dream I had. Uh, there was this girl at my college. We were friends, but now um, it's a bit shaky, whatever. But anyway, I had this dream. Uh, I was talking with her in the middle of a show. Uh, at first, she was a bit grouchy, a bit petty whatever like you know mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway but as the okay. as but a few minutes on 
she approached me. She took she took my hands and placed them on her breasts, and I was like, um, "What are you doing?" Uh, yeah, it's got awkward real fast. And it was that moment I had to wake up because I was like, "What the fuck? What just happened?" So, yeah, <laughs> that that was most certainly disturbing for me. <laughs> I I don't think I would ever recover from that. Uh, yeah. I mean, was it a girl? It was it a girl that you did that you didn't like at all? Hello, hello. I think Eric asked you a oh, question. Yeah. Oh, oh, you nailed that. Wait, was, wait, so was this just a? Oh, sorry. I, I, was this just just a dream girl, or was this a real girl that you just like didn't like at all? Hello. I can hear you. <laughs> are you still there? Or are you still trying to think of an answer? Huh? I'm asking Armand. Eric was asking uh, you about the girl. Yeah, I was asking you. Dummy. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've lost my mind there for a sec. Oh, no, it's all right. I was saying, so is this, um... So was this girl like a real girl, like that you went to school before? That you went to school with, yeah. or was this just a dream? Girl? Yeah, this was this was a girl that I went to college with, and she's out, still at this college to this day. I've already left that college, but yeah. Uh, the last time I remember, she's um, going out with this other lad who I'm very close mates with, and uh, honestly, I'm happy for them. As long as people don't bring me and her up again, that uh, that'd be should be just fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, my brain is fried today. I I don't know what's going to me. Mm. So, Armand, what's what is the biggest mistake you've ever made? I, I made a I made a lot of mistakes, um, but you learn from them, especially in publishing. You know, if there's something. Uh, to screw up, I've probably screwed up. Whether it's promoting, whether it's um, it, one of the one of the big ones off the top of my head was uh, so I did a, a series called Dying Days, which is a zombie series. And instead of putting everything into the series, I wrote other um, I wrote other side project books of it, and it got very confusing for the readers. So there's nine a nine book series. But then there's like seven or eight other books that are set in that world, but not in that series. And if I was smart, I would have made just like, say, 15 books of that one series because it's very confusing. And uh, so I'm aware of that now, but I think I left a lot of money on the table over the last, you know, 10 years, 11 years since since those books started coming out. That, that's that's a, a, an obvious one. Throwing away a lot of money on... Um, on advertising and doing the ads wrong, you know, there's there's a million things. Unfortunately, um, again, if there was something stupid, uh, I've probably done it. But I've learned from it because I, I won't do it again. And um, like on my podcast, it's about writing and publishing, and we basically show our warts. We tell people what we're do what we've done wrong in the past, what you uh, what you should be doing, or, or hopefully, you know. Don't make the same dumbass mistakes that we've made. Okay. Great. Of course. I, 
We all made mistakes. We all learned from them. And we all move on from it, too. I like that. That's the goal. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, that's all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Armand. Yeah, it was fun, guys. Your... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, invite and uh, check out my check out my books, ArmandRosamilia.com. And uh, I'm on Amazon. Everything I have is on Amazon. Check that out as well. Great. Well, we'll make sure to out. Do... Yeah, we'll make sure to do that. Thank you, guys. I appreciate right. it. You're welcome. Anytime. And until next, and until next time, stay tuned.